0: Hi, this is Ellie Fishman and welcome to the December 2016 CTSS quiz. It's the 12th quiz of the 2016 calendar year, and it's the last quiz of this year. We look forward to incredible quizzes in 2017, but 2016 is still here, so let's get started. In this example, I asked you what's the most likely diagnosis, and it's indeed very impressive. When you look at the images, what do you see? Well, what you see is the patient has jugular vein thrombosis. It's not totally occluded. There is some flow in both the right and left jugular veins, but you can see the large extensive thrombus seen on the axial view as well as on the coronal views. Indeed, very impressive. Jugular vein thrombosis can be due to catheter insertion, infection, uh, tumor invasion, hypercoagulability states. Usually, it's unilateral, but this is a very unusual case where it's bilateral and of course you can see the carotid artery is a medial to this so it's not carotid artery thrombosis. It's not necrotic nodes and it's not simply flow related changes. Just a very, very nice example. The most likely diagnosis for the abnormal left kidney is. Well, you look at the non-contrast and the contrast, there is some function in the kidney, but you see a small atrophic kidney with really strange looking calcifications. The calcifications in some sense are almost around different portions of the kidney and the cortex and medulla. It's not your typical calcifications you see with stone disease or with tumors or with cystic calcify. It's a totally different appearance and the kidney's small and atrophic and the calcifications are also seen in the upper pole. It's not the appearance of an infarct and it's not the appearance of just simple calcification. And it really isn't the appearance of vasculitis. With most vasculitides, the kidneys can be small perhaps and have irregular vessels, but you don't see these calcifications. This is a classic case, although not commonly seen of renal tuberculosis. Just a very nice example. Calcifications of the cortex, some medulla, small kidney, Poorly functioning renal TB. We see renal TB variants frequently, but it's something that should be kept in mind, particularly when we see patients from foreign countries. The best diagnosis in this case, and I'm showing you two different views, they're both 3D images from a lateral perspective. And if you look very carefully at the ductus zone, you see an outpouching that goes from the inferior aspect of the aorta. To the pulmonary outflow tract you can see this actually flow within it and this is a beautiful example of patent ductus arteriosus we see that occasionally in most patients it's not going to be of any clinical importance the more 3d we do the more sagittal views we look at the more common we will see patent ductus arteriosus or as is better known pdas this patient was a febrile so what's the best diagnosis if you look at the spleen, and the only thing you see is the spleen, there are multiple low-density lesions. I guess, could it be abscesses? It's possible, but usually when you have fungal infections, when you get lots of abscesses and they're small, but I already told you the patient was febrile. If this were abscesses, this patient would be febrile, without a doubt. It doesn't have the appearance of infarcts, which are typically wedge-shaped, focal or global, and it doesn't have the appearance of splenic hemangiomas at first glance, perhaps, if you think about splenic hemangiomas as hepatic hemangiomas. But we know that hemangiomas in the spleen often are multiple low-density lesions that do not have that classic hemangioma pattern. It's not going to be a hematoma. Those are large lesions, usually solitary. So the best answer is hemangiomas. Hemangiomas can be multiple. They can be atypical in appearance. And this was a patient with klippel Trinani weber syndrome, just a very, very nice example. The best diagnosis in this case, when you look at the axials and coronal views, you see inflammation of the sigmoid colon with irreticular disease. Then you see what appears to be a fluid collection, a classic example of a perforation, focal diverticulitis in a patient with diverticulosis. Just a very nice example. This patient will be treated medically and hopefully will do fine and they will not need surgery, which indeed was the case in this patient. But again, a classic presentation of left lower quadrant pain. The best diagnosis in this case Well, what do we see? We see a mass in the head of the pancreas, it's vascular. So my first thought without thinking too much is a neuroendocrine tumor. But then if you look at it, the vessels are often around the periphery, they're stretched, they're not invaded as you might see with a neuroendocrine tumor. Uh, There's no dilated duct, be it common or pancreatic, which is true often with neuroendocrine tumors, but in this lesion, well defined, sharply marginated, rim enhancement, you've got to be thinking about cirrhosis adenoma. Cystic adenoma indeed is not an uncommon tumor, and it also has many different variations. The classic cystic lesion without uh, any vascularity at the edge with dense central calcifications does occur, but this is one of the more common variants for cirrhosis adenoma, an important differential diagnosis. This case is fairly easy, patient has hep C, what's the best diagnosis? prove proven otherwise, when you see a cirrhotic liver, notice the nodularity, you see ascites, you see splenomegaly. When you see vascular lesions, particularly multiple vascular lesions, it's hepatoma, it will proven otherwise. Yes, you could have considered regenerating nodules, usually they're better defined. Uh, they can be multiple as in this case. But when you see this example, you better be thinking about hepatoma. And this was multifocal hepatoma in a hep C patient. Best diagnosis, 50-year-old male. What are you seeing? When you look at the pancreas axial coronal, you see a cystic lesion, and then you realize you're really looking at the pancreatic duct. If this was just a cystic lesion, you could think about an IPMN, a cirrhosis adenoma, a cystic neoplasm. But when you realize it's the duct, the main pancreatic duct, when it's over seven millimeters, is worrisome, surely over a sonometer. You're thinking about malignancy, potentially within a duct. Those patients, as in this case, will get a Whipple's procedure with uh, extensive resection. At surgery, this ended up being a main duct IPMN with high-grade dysplasia. Just a very, very nice example. The best diagnosis in this case You see a vascular lesion in the left lobe of the liver, and perhaps you think about tumor, but then you look carefully and you say, wait a second, this is arterial phase, and look at the vascular component, that's venous. Then you look at the 3D MIP images, you can see the appearance of the lesion. It's basically a vascular lesion. This is a very nice example of an AV malformation. Most commonly, it's due to trauma. It can be congenital. We can see hemangiomas in the liver that are vascular. There's not the appearance of hemangioma. Hepatoma is not the appearance of hepatoma, and FNH of vascular lesions, but they're well-defined. This is just a beautiful example of a hepatic AV malformation. Don't confuse this with metastatic disease, and don't biopsy it. The most likely cause and for this case, of pseudomyxoma peritonei. Well, when you look, you see the scalloping around the spleen and the liver and on the omentum and mesentery. So you know you're dealing with carcinomatosis or pseudomyxoma peritonei. Then you look at the stomach. The stomach is just distended, residual food matter. You see the infiltration of the stomach. This is a gastric cancer. Gastric cancer, mucinous adenocarcinoma, is one of the common causes of cirrhosis adenoma. This was an appendix it wasn't going to be ovary it wasn't going to be colon cancer because you see the gastric tumor here Now, occasionally you can have pseudomexoma and you have implants on the stomach so it can be confusing but based on these two images this is gastric adenocarcinoma anyway those were 10 great cases hopefully you got the answers right or hopefully you learned something And we hope you enjoyed the site. We hope you enjoyed the quiz. And we hope to see you back here in 2017. Have a great day.